Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com, and I'm your host, Michael Fordham. If you just click the link on my webpage or you're listening on blogtalkradio.com or even the Blog Talk Radio player on my Facebook page and you want to call in live, look, we'd love to talk with you. Here's the number, 347-326-9470. Or if you like, you can tweet your questions and comments at A Measure of Truth. Also, if you haven't yet, why don't you look me up on Facebook? I'm the Michael Fordham with a photo of me in studio, and you can always email me your questions and comments at ameasureoftruth at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow, like, and repost us on Facebook and Twitter. Look, we've got a great show for you today. We'll be right back after this. So what do you do when you've reached an admirable level of success in your chosen profession? where you can truly look back at most of your goals and think this might be a good time to move the bar. How can you make the most of your momentum and ride that wave of success to the next level and not jeopardize your forward progress? The last thing we'd want to do is divide our efforts and find ourselves taking a step back instead of moving on to bigger and better. You know, success is not always about what we think we need to share of ourselves with the world, but moreover, it's what's needed in the world that we can pull from our experiences that are still in the realm of our proven accomplishments. We need not be fearful, just careful to ensure success. We don't need to proceed with haste, nor should we hesitate. But just know that everyone out there that needs what you have to offer that special talent or skill that you hold so dear needed it long before you even had a notion to share so if you won't someone else will if we're honest with ourselves about what people need from us that makes them happy solves a problem or helps them to succeed we will discover a business relationship that will expand our horizons and maybe even our bank account. All we need to do is talk to the right people, ask the right questions, listen intently, and discern a measure of truth. What's your bailiwick? For J.C. and Jeff Smith, is making a classic clothing line that taps into the pride of their adopted hometown. Being in Washington, D.C., it could have been easy to be a t-shirt company for tourists. But we didn't want to do that. We didn't want to be that, says J.C. We wanted to tap into the pride that the residents have and make a shirt for D.C. that went beyond a team shirt. And with growing sales and an expanding product line, the brothers seem to have done just that. We wanted shirts that connected with the soul of the city. It was something we always had in our minds and we thought we could do. Well, I think you've nailed it. 
JC, welcome to A Measure of Truth. Oh, thank you. Thanks, Michael, for having me. Excited. Man, you know, I am so excited to have you on, and especially after spending so much time on your webpage, which is just phenomenal, by the way. Um, to see, you know, this, this quiet guy that I've known about for years and to find out just how far you've blown up in this industry. Um, there's so much I want to touch on, but I just wanted to start at the beginning. Um, what brought you to Washington, D.C. initially? And um, then we'll talk about why did you decide to um, create this amazing company? Yeah, so, yeah thanks, Michael. Um, so, yeah, what brought me to Washington um, initially was actually a job opportunity. Um, and so I was actually before that, before I came to Washington, I was in Boston. Um, right. I was in Boston for a number of years and um, had a great opportunity uh, to come to D.C. to uh, actually be a sales rep um, and have like the D.C. Baltimore territory. Um, and it was a, an opportunity that I couldn't refuse. I mean, um, though I'm not from D.C., um, which I'm sure we'll talk about uh, later on, um, I've always loved D.C. And uh, I've had family that's here. I have actually a ton of family that's here as far as cousins, aunts, uncles, whatnot, kind of in the DMV. And uh, so I've been coming to D.C. Uh, since I was a kid, probably just about every year uh, for family vacations and whatnot. So I've always had a great familiarity uh, with the city and a love for the, the city. And uh, I knew this is where I wanted to be. And so I came down to D.C. And I always like to say I came to D.C. Uh, with Obama. Um, <laughs> my my first day, my first day in D.C. Um, was Obama's inauguration in 2009. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, that's when I came. And I came looking for houses that day and apartments. So I went to the inauguration. And um, the day after, went looking for yeah, apartments and houses and uh, condos and whatnot, and then, um, yeah, been here ever since. So, wow. So, what what career were you in before you started off with this um, this business that you're in yeah. now? So, I'm actually currently still in this same career. Um, right. So I'm talking about the sales job. So I'm still mm-hmm. doing it. I'm doing the so this nine to five job, and I don't like to go specifically into the job, uh, but I'll say it's sales, uh, sales in the uh, industrial, uh, commercial, um, products market. Um, but yeah, I don't, yeah, it's, um, it's just a thing that, uh, I don't like to talk too much about the, the job. Well, let's, let's, Um, let's go ahead and narrow it down to the things I want to pick out of it. Let's just cherry pick this, your job experience, because apparently you are a people person and I'm sure that has a lot to do with your success, but the thing I always find with entrepreneurs that they have this amazing idea a really, you know, strong pitch on the idea, but the execution sometimes lacks because they really can't parallel it to the skill set that they have now or the knowledge that they have from another life or another job or another career. So tell us where this idea came from to start this um, clothing line. Because I don't want to just say it's a t-shirt company because it's it's sort of a clothing line now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely growing and uh, yeah, growing into a you know clothing line. Um, so honestly, you know, Mike, that was a great uh, great question. And uh, where it really comes from, you know, a lot. Well, here let's uh, take a, a half step back, but back to my my job, job, right, and kind of the the skills that I've you know learned from my job to help transition to Bailiwick. Um, you know, being in sales, you know, I'm always you know, having to, uh, I guess, prove yourself every day, right? Um, right. You have to you know, not take no for an answer. Um, you have to be uh, attentive and, yeah, listen to your customers and be, you know, able to follow up and deal with a lot of crap, too. So I think yeah, a lot yeah. of those skills, you know, as far as my uh, my full-time job, have definitely helped as far as Bailiwick goes. But, yeah, so the idea for Bailiwick actually came from a brainstorming session um, between my brother and I my brother, Jeff, mm-hmm. and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he's an integral part of the company as well. He's a little more behind the scenes. But um, it actually stemmed from um, something even before I came to D.C., uh, when I was in Boston. Uh, we actually we designed a T-shirt um, 
for a company, and I don't know if you, you know, different companies have kind of design a T-shirt contest, right? Design a slogan, all sure. those contests. You know, sometimes sports teams will say, you know, design our next logo, design our next, you know, mascot, those type of things, and put it out to the public. And so, um, yeah, a company did that um, from our hometown, and we actually won the contest and hmm. to design their T-shirt design. And um, they ended up selling, you know, hundreds of thousands of, wow. uh, of this T-shirt. It was their most popular design for years. And we didn't get much out of it. Uh, we got, you know, a couple of stickers and I think a free T-shirt, something like that. What? And, no, <laughs> yeah, there was no prize got, money or anything yeah. like that? <laughs> no, no. It was uh, What? Yeah. It, it definitely was not a, a lucrative proposition for us. Um, no prize money, yeah, for some free T-shirts, some free swag, buttons, stickers, that type of stuff. Were you and able yeah, to say at least designed it. by whatever or whoever on the T-shirts? <laughs> Unfortunately not. I don't think we, we read wow. the for it very well. Um, but anyway, but it helped. You know, it sprang, you know, that, uh, you know, that idea in our heads that we could do that for ourselves. And so, right. you know, even though, you know, we, we didn't make anything for that company, you know, we, we knew that we had it in us, right? And, um, you know, it was really Jeff that, you know, kind of took the, the bull by the horns and, uh, you know, even submitted it because I actually wasn't going to do it. Um, but he submitted the design. And, and so, yeah. And then, yeah, we took that idea and, you know, thought about, hey, you know, we can design, you know, our own cool shirts and things that we want to wear. Um, and then, yeah, fast forward to, you know, being in D.C., um, you know, coming here in 2009, I was looking for a shirt, you know, that I wanted to, to wear um, and just to hang out, you know. And I couldn't find anything. I was really having trouble finding stuff online or when I went to the malls and all that um, because, you know, there wasn't a whole lot um, out there. And a lot of the shirts that I found were like, you know, the sports teams, right? The Wizards, the Skins, right, the, right. the Nationals. And I was like, I don't want to wear, a, you, know, a, you know, a Wizards shirt. I mean, I'm not a Wizards fan. So that that led us to, uh, you know, start brainstorming on Bailiwick and then, you know, start coming up with our own ideas for, you know, just more kind of universal shirts that, you know, you could wear, you know, to show DC pride. even if Right. You, you know, and what was your first design? Our first design was the 202 that was uh, okay. with the stars on top. And so that mm-hmm. was our first design. And uh, we had a bunch. I think we started with about, honestly, about five, um, actually six. I think we like to call it the original six, kind of like the hockey thing. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so we started with a few. But the, really the first one was actually the, uh, the 202 the stars. And we still sell it today. It's still one of our, um, you know, top-selling shirts. But and so it has it has a special place in my heart. Wow, you, you know, and and this is a crazy thing. Um, as soon as I found out who you were as far as the t-shirt game, I started seeing your t-shirts everywhere. I just couldn't believe it. <laughs> I, I'm watching local news, and you know, you know, everyone, media personalities, everyone's wearing your shirts, and I'm like, wow, yeah. this is really something. I'll see a commercial for something else, and then the person's wearing your shirt, and I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. So how long has it been so viral and successful for you? Yeah, so um we started the company in basically the end of um twenty fifteen to basically the beginning of twenty sixteen is when we started. Mm-hmm. And um we had a few months where, you know, it was it was kinda light, but early in mm-hmm. twenty sixteen, um we actually we did go viral. Um and that's the the story that a lot of people know by now um, about us. And if you don't know, I'll real quick do the Cliff Notes version. But that's the Bryce <laughs> Harper story. And so that's right. when you know Bryce uh, was with the Nationals at the time, and everybody loved him. And he hit a game-winning home run. So this is um, April, April of 2016, and mm-hmm. it was the opening opening day. It was opening day uh, for the Nats that year. And he hit a game-winning home run, and this is before the presidential election, um, you know, the one for Trump. And so this is, after the game, Bryce 
is wearing a hat, and it says, make baseball fun again, in the same mm. kind of typeface as the, you know, mm-hmm. make America great again hat. And so that goes viral, and it's on Sports Center and it's on all the, the local channels. And then people see later on, or, you know, later that night, that with the hat that he's wearing, he's also wearing a shirt that says 202 on it. And so he's wearing <laughs> our shirt while he's wearing that hat after he hits the game-winning home run and he's on sports wow. and all that. And so, yeah, so people are like, oh, look at that hat he's wearing. That's crazy, right? And then people are like, hey, look at that shirt he's wearing. That's pretty cool, too. Where'd he get that? And so, yeah, that was uh, – it was pretty amazing um, when he uh, when he wore that, and um, yeah, it just it went nuts. It went nuts from there. I think I was running on a treadmill or something when uh, when somebody told me that hey, he's wearing your shirt on TV. Uh, it was awesome. <laughs> so that was really what um, what helped put us on the map. Right. Um, and yeah, so and that was the red shirt with the two hundred two, uh, the white two hundred two stars. And uh, as I said, you know, that's still, you know, one of our best-selling shirts today. Um, <laughs> one last thing, he did wear another shirt of ours um, at another press conference a few months later, and that was our 51st state shirt. Um, mm. And it's gray with a red, you know, with red um, imprint, and it right. says 51st state. And right. uh, that was around the time that D.C. statehood, uh, the push was really getting uh, getting strong from the mayor and uh you know, uh, Congresswoman Norton and whatnot. And so it was, the timing was amazing. It was impeccable. And uh, that went viral as well. And so it just kind of helped solidify that, hey, these guys uh, that make these T-shirts are pretty cool, pretty special. So Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at a picture now of you and our mayor <laughs> with this 51st oh. state on the um, <laughs> yeah. website. Give everyone your um, web address and um Definitely. Go ahead and give everyone Definitely. your website. Okay, yeah. It's uh, www.bailiwickclothing.com, and I'm going to spell that out. Uh, B-A-I-L-I-W-I-C-K, clothing, all one word, dot com. Right. And uh, there you'll find, uh, yeah, all our stuff and, and our story and all that good all that good stuff. Yeah, and, and lots of great pictures, man. And, uh, <laughs> you know, um, I, I looked at this website, uh, and I, I thought to myself, um, are you guys doing weekly content on this site? What's going on? It, it just looks so <laughs> amazing. And uh, oh, wow. it, it almost looked like a blog page or something, and I just kept looking through it, trying to see if there was a link to something else. But, um, you know, great marketing, by the way. And I don't know who was responsible for this, but it, it's just really, really good marketing. Um, and everything, yeah. you know, with the pictures of you guys around the city as well, wearing the T-shirts, it's just really good stuff. And um, Chocolate City is one of my favorites. <laughs> good, because, good. Of mine because that was our unofficial um, name for D.C. for quite some time. And only people who were, you know, really from the area sort of got that right away. You know, um, but of course, James Brown made a big deal about that as well. But Chocolate City. Um, so mm-hmm. you you had your first six and then you sort of branched out. And um, tell us a little bit about how you, you must have like a um, sort of a, um, a method that you use to go about picking something that still isn't aligned with everything else that you're doing, because it all sort of has the same theme of DC, but it's also iconic in a certain way. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So, um, you know, Chaco city was one of the originals and, um, it was some, I always wanted to do that shirt. Um, you know, I knew, you know, from coming to get, I knew the history and I knew that DC was Chaco city the original and uh yeah knew about the you know the the population and um the demographics and yeah this was just a place where you know blacks came and they had success and uh they gave back and we built you know a strong community and you know I knew about you know obviously Mayor Barry and um just the you know just the rich history of, of DC and um and so I definitely appreciated that I wanted to make a shirt that uh you know, it embodied that. And I, I couldn't find any Chocolate City shirts, you know, when I was looking. 
And I was like, you know what? I'm going to make it. And, and uh, <laughs> I wanted to make it something and make it the design, something that was classic looking, you know? Um, and so, yeah, we decided on just like that nice kind of cursive font that's uh, yeah. clean and, um, yeah, kind of clean and simple. But, mm-hmm. you know, we're always looking for, yeah, like those classic looks and um, something that, you know, you could wear if you're, you know, old or young, something that would look good on a hat, on a shirt, on a button, you know. Um, so that's what we're going for with Chocolate City. And uh, I'm so happy. I'm really so, so happy, Michael, that the shirt has been received as well as it has. Um, that it is definitely one of our most popular. It's in the top five um, every year for the shirts uh, sales. And, you know, even one of the best parts about it is that it allows us to tell the story of D.C. to folks that might be new to town and don't know. Every day, every time I go out, um, you know, wearing it or doing an event, uh, someone asks about what Chocolate City means and what, what it's all about. Um, just yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, someone asked. And so it's always an opportunity to, you know, tell the history of D.C. And so I got to tell the story of it. And um, if you're, you're on the website, right, on the shop, uh, shop yeah, page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm looking at the 301. The shirt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah we do a yeah, little Yeah, that, that's uh, really slick. Yeah, with the, um, <laughs> yeah, the Maryland um, flag in the middle of the um, O. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And DMV. And, yeah, this is really yeah. good stuff. Yeah, yeah I just found this page uh, because the other page oh, I was cool. talking about, which I, I'm, I hope everybody else is doing what I'm doing, but um, you have this section on your website called the Strivers section, and yes, you, you're talking yes, yes. about other local entrepreneurs, and um, I even see one of them even is wearing your shirt. <laughs> I'm yes, sure you yes. had that before as well because uh, <laughs> it looks like it's well-worn. Uh <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So yeah, the drivers. Cool. Oh, here, I'll finish um this last point on on chocolate. Sure. But um, so on the um, so on the shop, the shop page, right, where you go mm-hmm. to the shop and you know learn about our shirts. Um, we we have a little paragraph that talks about chocolate city, and it talks about you know I mean we it's condensed, but we try to you know tell the story a little bit, a little piece of the story right there, right? So. You know, the, the population demographics in the 70s were 70% African-American. That's when it was known as Chocolate City and George Clinton and the Chocolate City album. And, um, you know, things have changed. But, you know, D.C. is still, um, you know, a bastion of, of black success and black uh, achievement and black excellence. And so, you know, we're paying homage to the past and we're looking forward to the present. <laughs> so, awesome. but yeah. So that's kind of a yeah, Cliff Notes version of you know, kind of what I uh, what I tell people and what's on the site, you know, regarding. Wow, I mean, you, you so. kind of speak in t-shirt lingo. That last line could have been on a t-shirt. <laughs> hey, that's an idea. <laughs> I'm always I'm always thinking. I'm always thinking. So. <laughs> there you go. So, hey, so back to the driver section. Sure. The driver section is really cool part of our website that. I will freely admit I have not updated the way that mm-hmm. I should have. And that, I think that's, well, that's basically part of having, still having a nine to five job and trying to juggle, juggle, you know, bailiwick on the side. But um, yeah, it's got some interviews on there of other folks that are in the area in DC and the DMV that are doing really cool stuff. And we, I actually have other interviews that I've done with people that I just haven't uploaded to the striver section um, oh, that I'd like okay. to, or I think I need to. So, yeah, I think there's probably four or five on there. Um, I probably have four or five more that I need to upload. So, yeah, oh, that's okay. other you yeah. know, creative artists and, uh, you know, entrepreneurs that, yeah, we've got interviews and, yeah, we're going to upload them pretty soon. Um, but, it, but, yeah, but the striver section is a, a section of our website that's really cool and, um, yes, yeah, devoted to these people that are striving, right? I mean, that's yeah, a big yeah. part of what DC is all about, right? I mean, it's just a lot of people that are driven, um, as you know. I mean, you're you're, you know, with your you know your podcast, and you're a driven individual, and I think that's just part of living in DC, right? I mean, mm-hmm, um, it's a competitive mm-hmm. city. It's a driven yeah. city. It's a city where, you know, people are, 
yeah, always trying to do their best and, and do more. And I think I saw an article or something on Twitter or Instagram today. I think it said something about DC's one of the more stre- most stressed out cities that people don't take their vacation time. Did you see anything oh. like that today on Twitter or Instagram? No, but so, I haven't had yeah. a vacation in almost three years. But <laughs> Oh, my gosh. You sound like Bill Gates. Um, this is starting off. But anyway, so, yeah, it's – um. Yeah, I mean, that's just the city that we, we live in, right, in the area. But um, the Starbucks section, as you might know, is also a part of D.C., um, kind of over where, um, let's see, like Chicha Lounge and um, over yeah. there, uh, like mm-hmm. you and 17th Florida Ave all come right, together. Right. That part of mm-hmm. town was called the Strivers section uh, back in okay. the day. And so that's wow. where a lot of the young African-American Strivers, quote-unquote, mm. live. And so it took that... Uh, that 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 nickname, so so it all ties back to DC history. And, <laughs> but yes, we are and, all stressed out. <laughs> yeah, but um, let's talk a little bit about what it took to build your business. I mean, um, you, you said your your brother was more of the um, that part of the business to really got things going. Um, and uh, I guess you're more than on the creative end, or are you guys both creative with the the lingo and the um, design of the T-shirts? So we're both creative, um, yeah, as far as you know, coming up with different designs, whatnot. I would say I'm a little more creative. Um, I've come up with a, with a few more designs than he has, but I mean, he's he's definitely creative too. Um, yeah, I mean, really. Is the two of us, or the two of us, we just um, we get thoughts in our heads about you know what would make a good design, and it's really collaborative. Um, our process, you know, we just we bounce things off of each other. Um, just the other day, we we talked about a new design that you know I I, I really like, um, and I think he likes it. Um, then you know, we a couple weeks ago, you know, he designed the shirt that I liked, and so we tweak each other's designs. Um, okay. Go back and forth, but yeah, it's a really collaborative process. So it's, it's usually not, you know, one that you know I'll just do or he'll just do and you know put out. I mean, yeah, we always you know run things by each other. Um, sometimes you know I have to convince him like, hey, just trust me on this one. I think this one's going to be a hit. I think this one's going to be great. Um, mm. But I, I mm-hmm. like it a, a lot to uh, like musicians, right? Um, you know, two musicians that work together. Um, right. You, know, you think of, I don't know, I guess duos that, you know, musical duos that, you know, work together and, you know, had success. Um, I don't know, this is kind of random, but I don't know, I was here with like John Lennon and McCartney or something. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so different duos that had success and just, you know, the process, sometimes they're, they're, they're up late yelling at each other and sometimes like, hey, just trust me. But um, yeah. It's it's really a good process and it it's worked so far and it's worked really well for us. And is everything available in uh a snapback um sweatshirt as well as t shirt? So not everything. Um okay. and I think that's that's part of one, our growing pains, part of two mm-hmm. which frustrates some of our customers. But mm. uh, we don't have every single style available in um every single, you know, logo or design available in every single type of shirt. So take, for instance, um, we have a very popular shirt. Yeah, the 51st State, right? So that's that's yeah. one of our more popular ones, the gray and, okay. and red and the Bryce. So, yeah, that's one of our most popular T-shirts. But we've never actually made it into a sweatshirt. Um, we've made a couple one-offs, you know, just to kind of test the market. But we actually have never made a sweatshirt version of that, and so, and there's no really particular, real particular reason that we haven't. It's just you know, kind of time and resources. Um, and what about a we cap? Never heard like a, a huge, yeah. We actually have never made it in a cap either. Really? Um, wow. We heard, yeah. We never heard a big groundswell of people mm-hmm. that said, you know, we, you know, we like the shirt, but we want it as a cap. And I see. You know, we we often try to kind of test products before we roll them out sure. on, on a grand scale. Um, and so and how do you do with, that? You know, a group of friends. 
Okay. Um, yeah, usually friends, family, and kind of our <laughs> super users, if you want to call them that, are just our, <laughs> our biggest fans, right? Okay. Um, even today, I actually sent out um, a couple tank tops to uh, you know some some young ladies that I knew that are, are big fans, bl- um, bloggers and whatnot, um, to kind of mm-hmm. see what they thought about things. And so, yeah, usually that's how we do it. It's pretty grassroots um, as oh, yeah, awesome. with our whole operation. Um, but that we you know, yeah, focus on our our friends and family and um, really take into account, you know, their, uh, you know, their insights and their opinions. Um, obviously, the, uh, you know, the end game, you know, the final decision comes to, to us, to myself and, and Jeff. But, um, you know, we, we do try to take into account what others think and what they think because, you know, we have blind spots as well, right? Um, sometimes we get caught you know, I mean, we're two guys, right? And maybe we don't see the fe- the female, the ladies' perspective of things. And so it's right, really nice right. to have, you know, some ladies on your team to say, you know, this cut doesn't work for all, all the girls, you know, things like that. And so, um, but yeah, in the end, you know, we're, we make the, the decisions, but, you know, try to take into account what others, uh, you know, other opinions and things. Now, um, do you guys have a brick and mortar or is it all online? It is all online. Uh, we do not have a brick and mortar um, at the time. Last year, we had a brick and mortar, just kind of a, a short-term summer pop-up um, mm-hmm. in Shaw. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And so we had that for, for yeah, a couple months last year. But we, as of right now, we don't have a, a brick and mortar. Eventually, I would like one, but uh, now well, it's not quite the time yet. Uh, it depends on how well this works for you. And um, it seems like it's going very well and it's all about distribution and that the web page is going to do that for you. Um, why pay the rent? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's yeah. our, our thought as well. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you, yeah, if I'm jumping ahead to any of your questions, but we do have a sure, good, great distribution base. Um, and so, yeah, if you, if you, if now's the time I can, you know, tell, the customers, uh, the potential listeners, where you can find our shirts, because we are sold in a lot of different places around the city. Um, oh, so first I off, wow. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we can talk about this now or later too. If you oh want. no, no, we can talk about this now. This is why I love this show. We've oh, got okay. plenty of time to cover all of our bases. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Okay, so yeah, so as far as distribution goes, obviously you can find everything online, and that's where um, the most in the broadest selection, um, you know, lies. But we are in a, a lot of stores around the city, as I said. So Shop Made in D.C., um, if you've heard of that one, it is a, kind of a collaborative store made up of over 100 different makers in, in oh, D.C. Um, okay. So you can find things from candles and uh, baby clothes, pottery, jewelry, um, like kind of bottled snacks or bottled uh, drinks, snacks, things like that, kombucha, um, macaroni and cheese, I mean, all this stuff, all made locally by D.C., uh, you know, entrepreneurs and makers. And so our shirts are sold in those stores. There's three of them. There's one in DuPont Circle, kind of by the Krispy Kreme. You guys, <laughs> I just feel like everybody kind of knows where that is, and the DuPont Circle <laughs> Metro. Um, there's one in the uh, the Wharf. So over oh, the Wharf, nice. Optics and Pros, and mm. the V. Um, you know, that restaurant, bar area. So we got, yeah, there's a store there. Um, they sell our shirts. And then there's also a new Made in D.C. store in Georgetown. And it's kind of the corner of Wisconsin Ave and um, M Street. Kind of like near Oh, and wow. So, yeah, it just opened on Saturday. And they sell a great deal of our shirts and hats and tank tops and sweatshirts and stuff. So those are three locations. Then there's Steadfast Supply, which is another kind of local um, artisan shop, and that's in the yards um, over near. Oh Park. wow, so that's so great, State. man! Man, yeah, you're, you're yeah, in all the good really spots, great. man. This is fantastic. Yeah, those are pretty good spots. Um, <laughs> all right, I'm, and then we're also in Lafont Plaza. There's a store in Lafont Plaza, <laughs> kind of by the food court. Okay, um, it's called Pop Local, and they sell. Um, a good amount of, of baby stuff, probably about 
eight or ten different shirts and hats in there as well. So um, we've got some good distribution going on. And then I have a couple more good spots I want to tell you guys about. So as of a few months ago, we actually have an agreement with the zoo. And so if oh. you're at the National Zoo, you can find some of our shirts uh, in the Panda gift shop. So, wow. Yeah, we're in the Panda Plaza. Yes, that's the most popular part of the zoo, right, with the pandas. Um, so in that gift shop, you can find about three or four different styles of our shirts and a couple hats as well. Um, if you're at Reagan National Airport, you can find our shirts. We have a kiosk in Terminal B, and they sell wow. eight or ten different <laughs> daily shirts. And then finally, to top it all off, um, if you are at um, the Smithsonian American Art Museum, or like the National Portrait Gallery downtown yeah. in Chinatown, yeah. Verizon Center, or uh, Capital One Arena, um, you can find um, a few different Bailiwick styles uh, in the gift shop for the Smithsonian uh, American mm. Art Museum. So wow. that's just a few of the spots. And then there are a couple other stores, um, boutiques kind of sprinkled around the city that carry like one or two um, different styles of our shirts. Um, but yeah, so kind of those are the big ones um, that I named already where you can find, you know, a great deal of Bailiwick stuff. <laughs> so long wow. story short, um, wow. The distribution base is growing. Uh, it's strong. It's, uh, I'm, I mean, it's a blessing. It really is awesome. Sometimes it can be a little uh, nerve-wracking trying to make it to all these different locations around the city um, to drop off products and things. Oh, but I see. It's, hmm. it's well worth it. Oh, yeah, you know. Yeah. Going to Georgetown, yeah. going to Woodley Park, going to, uh, you know, Adams Morgan, going to <laughs> the Wharf. It's all. It's a mess, but we make it. We make it all work. Wow, wow. So, I think what you need is like um, um, sort of a uh, a delivery truck slash food truck that sells just T-shirts and makes deliveries at the same time. You know, that's that's actually a good idea. I discussed like kind of the some the bones of that type of idea with with my mm. parents. Um, Oh wow. yeah, maybe getting a sprinter van or something like that, and going right. around the city, and yeah, being able to make those deliveries, but also you know having that we can do pop ups out of the van or do right, right um, to some yeah, of those same locations where all like the food, food truck. trucks, yeah. But the places exactly. where they go as well are the best spots, and I think you'd find a, a you know a saturated client base there as well that you could you know, man, that could be awesome. Yeah. But um, this thing has no bounds just because so many people love your work. And, and that's the great thing about it. And, um, you know, a lot of times, too, when, when you're doing well, you get to the point where you have to focus on how do I exploit myself? How do I really put it out there? How do I, you know, make the most of this idea, you know, while it's hot? And um, the great thing about this is it's not really um, – it's not a trendy thing. This, this is a long-standing thing that is represented well in the way that you um, produce your product. And um, one of the questions I had to ask you, and I hate to put it out there because it's probably going to change your um, your continents a little bit. Um, are, are there anybody bootlegging your shirts that you've had to deal with? You know, we have seen that before. We have. Um, luckily... And we haven't, it hasn't happened too, too often, but it has happened oh, a few good. times that we've mm-hmm. seen our shirts uh, out there. And then, um, you know, people say, oh, I, I saw a shirt that's just like yours. And, um, mm. But it was, you know, I don't know, peach or something like that. And I'm like, well, let's oh. make a peach shirt, you know, right? <laughs> um, but, yeah, it happened early on. You know, we, there was another company. Obviously, I'm not going to name the name. But, uh-huh. um, yeah, they were doing, they were doing a, a bootleg type thing. And, um but they couldn't last. I mean, you know, they tried to, you know, make something like ours, but it just wasn't, it wasn't the quality like ours. And so, um, yeah, we, uh, we withstood that. Um, and yeah, so, you know, thankfully, um, it hasn't happened too many times. Um, but when it has, you know, we've confronted it and I think we've taken care of it. Um, and, you know, did it in a manner that, you know, we didn't, 
it, it didn't get ugly and messy, but, you know, we just kind of got to the point and said, hey, hey, guys, you know, <laughs> we see what you're doing, blah, blah, blah. Let's, let's put an end to it. And, um, yeah, it seemed like it's worked out. So, um, you know, you got to take those things on when they happen. Take them on straight forward, um, you know, you know, because it's our, you know, our company, our business, our intellectual property. And so, um, I mean, you have to, you have to be able to, uh, to protect it. Um, but yeah, I will say that, you know, we still are pretty small and pretty regional. So, um, sure. you know, luckily it hasn't happened or, yeah, thankfully it hasn't happened too much. I think, you know, yeah. as, as you grow, as any company grows, right. I think, um, you know, it probably will happen more and more, um, I mean, I, you know, you think about, yeah, I guess, yeah, small companies that turn big and, you know, then there's always, um, you know, folks that try to follow in their footsteps or, um, you know, maybe are inspired by or just try to, you know, do knockoffs. But, um, yeah, it's kind of up to, you know, us to continue to innovate and, you know, stay fresh and stay relevant and, you know, make it so, make our product so good that, you know, folks think, they can't copy it. They can't make it better than us, right? Right, um, right. So even though, you know, I guess it may be tempting to try. And, um, but, yeah, we got to continue to, you know, innovate and, and, yeah, keep our stuff fresh. Yeah, yeah. And, and you guys have done a, a good job with, um, you know, the basics, like, you know, picking materials and colors and, the, you know, the quality of your, your graphic transfers. All of those things make a big difference. And, you know, it would generally take one wash or two to find out that you've got something that, you know, is just not up to par. So, um, yeah. Yeah, you're exactly right, Michael. Um, you know, we, from the start, you know, Jeff and I talked and, you know, we decided that we were going to spend a little bit more, you know, on the quality of our material um, and spend a little bit more on the quality of our printing um, mm-hmm. because we thought you know, it made a difference. Um you know, I think the worst thing in the world is when you get a shirt that you like and you buy one and whatever you pay for, you know, 20 bucks or 50 bucks or whatever it may be. And, you, you know, you get it home and you like it and you wash it once and it's just not the same, right? And it fades like crazy or it shrinks or, it, I don't know, it bleeds or something. It just, you know, right. and then it's just totally different, right? And you don't want to wear it anymore because it's not the shirt that you originally bought. Um, And so, you know, we definitely um, pay attention to, you know, try to pay attention to the details and make sure it's a shirt that wears well and, um, you know, people are going to be proud to to own and and wear for a while, for a long time. Um, You know, yeah, another quick aside. Yesterday I did an event at Union Market and uh, it it always feels good, you know, um, when people came up and a couple people came up to me. Um, and said, you know, oh, I, I bought this shirt, you know, three years ago from you, and it's still one of my favorite shirts. And I take it, you know, anywhere. I take it when I go out, or I take it when I go out of town, or I work out. So that type of thing um, is always, you know, really, uh, really uplifting to hear from from customers. You know, when people love what you do, that's always um, a bonus. Um, and to be able to to see people wearing um, the clothing as well on your website, um, it, it sort of has a certain vibe, you know. And I don't know yeah. how that came across, but it's just everybody has this vibe. It's just you know, it's, you feel like you know them and what they're about, kind of thing, you know. And um, <laughs> yeah. and and by the way. You know, they they seem like they would be like you because you you got to be one of the nicest guys I've ever met, and uh, just so laid back <laughs> and chill, and you know, um, and it's great to see success with people who um, you can tell that are not trying to slick their way through it. They're just working hard, and um, I, I just think that speaks volumes about who you are and uh, what you've built and your success. Oh, thanks so much, Michael. It's really cool. And now it means a lot. It really does mean a lot to, you know, hear those words. And, you know, when we think about the, um, you know, all the hard work that we put into it and all the long nights and, the, you know, all the early, yeah, late nights and early mornings um, and all the, you know, blood, sweat, and tears that goes into this 
this thing. And it's great to see, you know, the people responding in, in a you know, positive manner. And uh, to what you said, you know, about the, the pictures of the folks on our website and what, um, that is definitely by design. Um, that something that I, I thought about right when we started the company and you can see when you look at our social media, uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook and our website and just really in general, I mean, what we always wanted to do is to, you know, be reflective of, of DC and of the area as a whole. And um, we will always strive to be so diversity. And so you always see um, diversity in our, in our pictures and our images. Um, You know, we don't focus on, you know, just black people, even though, you know, we're black and that's what we love. Um, But, you know, we, we want to show that DC is such a dynamic place. And so, And there's people doing, you know, big things of all races and cultures and, and creeds and, um, you know, orientations. And so, you know, I think that, you know, through Bailiwick, we, we're trying to, you know, reach out to, to these people and reach out to D.C. and the DMV and just show that, you know, we're, we're one of you guys. You know, we're, we're everybody. And, you know, we, we're doing this for, for the city. And so, um, yeah, it's definitely by design. And that, you know, a lot of our, our marketing, that we want to be inclusive, um, but also, you know, show that we're a brand that's about, you know, fun and, you know, enjoying enjoying the city, not taking ourselves too seriously, um, but just, you know, trying to make a quality product that, you know, folks are going to like and, you know, folks are going to, um, you know, wear when you're, when you're having a good time. So... And, and I wanted to get into this earlier, but we just got into so many other things. So I'd go ahead and define Bailiwick for us, for people who are yeah, not familiar yes with sir. the <laughs> Yes, sir. I will. I love to. <laughs> so um, Bailiwick is an old English word, and it's a word that you probably don't hear that much anymore. Um, it's kind of fallen out, out of uh, most people's vocabularies. Um, but it, it means your area of expertise, your technically your area of authority, knowledge, or expertise. Right. And actually where it's de- derived from um, often helps a lot of people understand. So mm-hmm. back in, uh, in the old days, um, in England, um, they have like bailiffs, right? You guys, people know what bailiff is, right? It's like a sheriff, yeah. right? right? And so, um, you know, a sheriff, their area of jurisdiction is their county. And so a bailiff was a sheriff there. And so it was, that was made, the word bailiwick was made to say, this is where you, Mr. Bailiff, have your jurisdiction. And so this is, you know, this county of, you know, Essex, Essex or Kent or whatever county it is, you know, PG, you know, MoCo, <laughs> DC, uh, Howard, you know, whatever, that's your area. And so um, that's, where the name comes from. So the, the Bailey, the bailiff's wick, the bailiff's place of our area of jurisdiction. And so then it became, you know, um, adapted to mean, you know, this is your place. This is your area of expertise. And so we say, you know, whatever it is that you, uh, you're good at, whatever it is that you love to do, whatever mm-hmm. it is that kind of drives you or inspires you. I mean, that's your area of expertise, your area of knowledge, area of authority. That's your bailiwick. And so, we encourage people to, uh, you know, go out there and do what they love and uh, pursue their passions. Um, you know, we say embrace your expertise. And uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I do but that yeah, quite often that. on this show as well. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I I um, plan on having a few more people from um, the Mount Zion's um, Business Expo on the show as well, and we're going to continue the same yeah. theme of what we've been talking about with you and. Um, Again, trying to, you know, delve into what it takes to really choose the right path and put, point yourself in the right direction to make the most out of your your knowledge and your skills and your talents that you have already utilized in the past to do something great. How do we uh, reinvent ourselves and do those great things all over again? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's a, that's a question that, you know, you know, I wrestled with, um, you know, at the time when I was, you know, thinking about Bailiwick and, and Jeff and I were thinking about Bailiwick and it's something that, you know, it's still, I, I think about often, you know, um, 
you know, and I prayed prayed over, you know, for for yeah, long long time, you know, and try to you know ask God, you know, lead me, you know, where I should be, and um, you know, help me, yeah, use my my talents. Um, one to do something that I enjoy, right, and two to do something that you know helps people in you know whatever way, and um, you know, obviously at Bailiwick, you know, we don't, you know we don't cure any disease or, you know, anything like that. But, you know, I think we do put a smile on people's faces and mm-hmm. I think we, you know, help people, um, you know, find pride in their city and uh, in, in the DC area. And, you know, we we do try to give back. We do give back um, to, you know, a couple of different organizations in the city and donate money and, and whatnot and our time wow. and talents. And so, you know, I do. I'm, I'm constantly trying to figure out how I can use you know my my little small little tiny platform uh, for good, um, and you know just you know pray on it and hope that you know like you know the Lord leads me to 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 do something you know even more and to find out how big this thing can become. Um, you know, not really not really worrying about the financials or any of that, but just worried about you know how I can. Yeah, do more and do, um, yeah, just continue to do good. And so that's kind of what leads leads us at Bailiwick. Um, and we're just going to, you know, continue to, yeah, try to move on the path of, of positivity. Well, that's great, you know. And I'm sure that this is all going to continue the way it has been. It seems like a lot has fallen into your lap, even with the, you know, the years and years of hard work that you've put forth. Um, you know, I, I have, uh, I believe I have an ability to see momentum in um, something that's becoming big. And and that's what I see in you. I see um, this thing being longstanding. Um, imagine if um, D.C. does become the 51st state. <laughs> wow. I mean, imagine, I mean, you, you're just yeah. putting all of these things out in front of you that will just blow up eventually. It just has a time. And, and that's the way to yeah. go about it. You know, you have to put yourself out in front of the things that could um, go well for you as opposed to waiting behind them, waiting for them to, to happen. You really have to prepare yourself. And um, I, I think that's what Bailiwick is doing. And um Again, it's a phenomenal story you have. Um, I'd like to talk with you again, and maybe we can do some panel discussions again with other um, entrepreneurs who may still be in the phase of struggling, still trying to figure it out. And we can just discuss, you know, some of the things that you might be able to um, see that they can't just based on, you know, you haven't gone through what you've gone through to become successful. Definitely. That would be something that it would be really cool. Um, yeah, I'd love to be part of a panel. Um, yeah, I'd love to you know, connect with different entrepreneurs and yeah, talk about, you know, where we came from, where we started. I think that's always a great opportunity to learn. Um, and that's mm. something I'm always trying to do. I was trying to continue mm-hmm. learning and, you know, cause yeah, someone maybe, yeah, there's a, a way that I won't, don't have to hit my head, right. <laughs> you know, bump my head <laughs> against the wall and I can learn something right. from somebody else and, you know, find a better way around it. So yeah, please. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm definitely open for that. Yeah, and um, if you if you need some help with um, some of these interviews or getting some of this other stuff that you've got waiting in the can off the ground, let me know. Um, and I'd even be happy to um, put together um, and help you produce a radio show if you're interested in doing a podcast. Whatever it takes to be oh, able to wow. continue what you're doing, because I think it's good stuff. You got great ideas, and I think when we find a path that requires more work than is available to us. We just need to find a, a more efficient way of doing the same thing. So, you know, just let me know. I'm open to that. And, um, and you know, if I said Definitely. it, I mean it. <laughs> wow. Hey, thank you, Michael. That's something I've always thought about. I, I love podcasts. I listen to podcasts all the time. Honestly, I listen to more podcasts than I do music, which is kind of terrible. Oh, really? I guess it means I'm getting older. <laughs> um, mm. But, yeah, I love podcasts. I do too much true crime, honestly. <laughs> but um, a lot of other, like, great podcasts, too. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I've, I've thought about, you know, possibly one day, maybe trying to host a podcast. So 
Oh, yeah. That'd be great. Because, you know, you already have your name out there and you're connected with a lot of people that could benefit from it. And um, it's an easy way to, I mean, you know, sometimes it takes, you know, some work up to six hours, but I've actually produced the podcast in 40 minutes. You know, I produced the whole thing. I got it all together in 40 minutes and, um, and, and aired it that night. And it was just one of the best I did. It's one of the best I did. So, you know, once you have all the right elements and everyone, you know, they already know their story and uh, they're comfortable with speaking their truth. Uh, this thing can be really, really easy and very fulfilling. Cool. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I do think it's something that, uh, yeah, we can do. And yeah, I mean, I like the way you do it. I mean, I think it's, uh, it's, it's really conversational and just, you know, easy and relaxed. Um, but also, yeah, you know, just kind of allows us to, you know, be able to kind of do our thing, just talk, you know, talk and tell right. our story. So, um, yeah, yeah and, and that's really real cool. important. And um, I, I don't want to sort of slight mainstream media or anything like that, but they, they you know, have a lot of bosses. There are a lot of um, talking heads above them that tell them how much time they can give to, you know, public interest stories and things like that. And I hear uh-huh. people get chopped up all the time, you know, really trying to talk where they're only almost interrogated and just, you know, they got their... 40 seconds out and then they're done. And then they're just, that look is on their face. Like I didn't get to say this. I didn't get to say that. <laughs> and, th- and that's one of the reasons why I sort of shifted my show at one point. I, I was only doing political commentary and things like that. And then I, I uh-huh. saw all of these things around me where people were making a difference and, you know, having an impact. And, and that became my focus. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So how long but, have um, you, uh, yeah, changed, changed up the... Oh, yeah, I guess, well, yeah. yeah. Uh, Believe podcast. it or not, I, I started when you started. <laughs> Obama's oh, first wow, election. Okay. Yeah, I started <laughs> at XM Radio doing political yeah. commentary back then and um, training and um, working for um, Blanche Williams on her show, Greatness by Design. And um, okay. after that, she encouraged me to go ahead and start my own um podcast and she turned me on to blog talk radio and that's where it all began and that was back in uh i think it was 2008 yeah wow yeah yeah it's amazing to see you know all these things that kind of happened around that time right or the obama you know the election operation i don't know i mean maybe it's just maybe i'm reaching but it seemed like you know at that time we thought we could do anything right yeah, now, I mean, that, that it is can, true. But I don't know. It just feels. But it feels like it was a. It feels like so, there, so long ago now. Yeah, but it was climate. an overreaching effect. It, it changed things yeah. for a lot of people, and um, that that energy just went out through all of America and throughout the world. Yeah, and I, I'll tell you a little bit more about that next time I see you, uh, about how impacted I was and some of the things I did um, back in that time as well. And uh, had some great success with. Definitely, I can't wait. Can't yeah. Wait for it. <laughs> but believe it or not, man, we are almost out of time, and uh, really enjoyed talking with you again. And I, I tell you, we got to have you back on, and let's talk again next time I see you. Um, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about um, other ways you can reach out and continue to do what you do on the back end of um, you know your business and reaching out to people. And I want to learn a little bit more about some of the um, charities that you're, you're working in line with as well. And you've contributed to, because whenever you do things like that, or whenever you need help, I want to be able to um, be a platform where you can expand that as well. Okay. Definitely. Look forward to it. All right. This is great. Well, thank you, JC. Well, special thanks to our producers, Donna Hardiman and Doris Shropshire. I'm Michael Fordham, and you've been listening to A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com. Before you go, here's a little something to take with you. Ask God for wisdom daily, but know that your lesson can come from anybody or any situation, good or bad, friend or foe. Watch your thoughts. They become words. And watch your words. They become actions. 
Watch your actions. They become habits. And watch your habits. They become your character. And watch your character. It becomes your destiny. Until we meet again, take care of what becomes of you.